Hello, and welcome to the Big Planet Comics Podcast, episode 144. I am Nick. I'm Kelly. J- Jared is I'm Jared. staring <laughs> at the wall. <laughs> really weird. I got the, got the thousand yard Wednesday comic stare. Yep. Yeah. New comic book day. My everybody. eyes are glazed over. We just did our previews order. Yep. So a lot of everything, new comics. Everything for August, right? Or July, September. I, I don't, don't even know. We just ordered a lot of things. September, guys. Oh, man. Guys. September. Cool. Uh, so we're here to talk about some comics, yeah. comic stuff, uh, talk about our lives. Yeah, a little bit. Whatever, whatever uh, we got The excitement going on. of our lives. What is happening in your life, Nick? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. What did I do? Did I already talk about going to Chicago? I did, didn't yes. I? Yes. You did. Good um, try. Nothing else has happened really since then. Um, mm, Let me think. You got to get a more exciting All right. You go, Jared. Do you <laughs> have any? Uh, did I talk about my death allergies? No. no. I, I, I got something death. last... You're allergic to death? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what an allergy. Me too. Did not go well over. Uh, yeah, I got really sick last Sunday, and of course I had to work, and then I got sick Monday, and I had to work. And then I went home, and I slept for six hours, and I'm like, oh, I have the worst cold ever. And then everyone's like, you know, allergies are coming in. I was like, oh, I've got allergies. You've got allergies. So that was fun. You've got allergies. <laughs> but yes. How about you, I'm better Kelly? today. Today was the first day I was like, hey, I don't feel terrible. Are you <laughs> taking nice anything, or are you just... Yeah, no, suffer through no, it. I took a lot. Like those first two days, I was drugged to the gills. Oh. Uh, but after that, it was like kind of broke. And I was like, oh, just kind of mildly unpleasant. You know, big stuffed head. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's normal. How about you, Kelly? Uh, I Now that it's like nice out and I can go to the pool and yes. hang out, I've been yes. finally making my way through all of the books I got for Christmas. Nice. <laughs> like nice. non-comics books. Yeah. Uh, so I, I read um, this book fangirl by rainbow rowell right and she's she's actually authoring a a graphic novel i think oh, with cool. faith aaron hicks i might be wrong about that i think it's for a second oh, nice. um so yeah i'd read i'd read a book by her called eleanor and park which is really really good and like tore me up inside and made me cry a whole bunch so this <laughs> did not do that but it's about a girl who's going off to college and her strongest community is like her online community for sort of a harry potter type show Nice. And um, or series of books, and yeah, it was there was some stuff I related to. Like she's trying to figure out how long she can go without going to the dining hall just by eating like the protein bars and peanut butter in her dorm. <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, how <laughs> how long did I last on like cereal bars? <laughs> yeah, oh, cereal bars and diet coke, probably like a solid year. Whoa. <laughs> Writing Gundam Wing fan fiction. That's that's how I spent my first year. Whoa. We got some dark secrets coming out here. It's not a secret. It's terrifying. It so uh, yeah, it, it it hit close to home. It was a really good book that made me really excited for whatever whatever she does. Yeah, with somebody. Yeah. Uh, I did go see Jurassic World. No oh, man, yeah, I did that. I too. haven't seen it yeah. yet. It was, was good. It wasn't like great, but no. it was fun. I hated it. Oh really? <laughs> it made me angry. Wow. <laughs> really angry. Definitely didn't make me angry. It was fun. Well, I, I really. I mean, know yeah. Why it made you angry? I just I like dumb movies, but I usually you know even the dumbest movies have some sort of like redeeming charm to them, and I didn't feel like this had that at all. Didn't it have Chris Pratt in it. Yeah, even Chris Pratt was not charming enough I don't know, had for also, this movie. Had some sweet raptors though. Yeah, the raptors were great, and the were the, they charming? Uh, yeah, a little bit. There you go. And the uh, <laughs> the big. What should we call it? Like alligator, alligator whale dinosaur. Oh yeah, it was, it was my it favorite. Was <laughs> All right, I'll keep it out for that one. Yeah, all the dinosaur stuff was fun. The human stuff was like okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was definitely sadder about all of the dinosaur deaths than any of the human yeah, deaths yeah. in that movie. The dinosaurs were definitely the best actors in that movie. <laughs> I think 
Jimmy Buffett had a cameo in that movie? Yeah. As a dinosaur? <laughs> no, as a man oh. running away from chaos holding two margaritas. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, what? I noticed that guy, but I didn't realize he was actually what? Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> it's Jimmy Buffett. happened. So. Well, there's probably like a Margaritaville in Jurassic There is. Bay, right? I did <laughs> notice the Margaritaville, but I didn't what? make the connection. <laughs> yes. That's like the worst thing I've ever well, it's heard. Well, like, it's like, it's cameo. like Disney World, so there's like oh, super corporate gosh. stuff going on all yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Uh, wow. But it was fun. I enjoyed the the way the park was set up i like that there were like uh kids could ride baby dinosaurs yeah that was uh, the best part yeah, that's that's pretty great. the baby dinosaur petting I don't know, it was, was fun enough best. like i didn't expect it to blow my mind but it, it did whatever i wanted it to do on there dinosaurs eating people and stuff that is well, a plus. I'm, that's, I'm what, glad that's, glad that's what everyone wants that's all i wanted <laughs> why aren't these dinosaurs eating more people yeah oh that's all what we've been up to uh, <laughs> let's see what this comic world has been up to All right, well, uh, first up in news, we got Spider-Man Yep. by, who is it, Bendis and Sarah Pacelli. The original crazy. Miles Morales team. So, yeah, yeah. now uh, the, he's the main, it's the main Spider-Man book for Marvel after Secret Wars. No more ultimate in front of his name. Um, he's just is Spider-Man. There no amazing Spider-Man? Uh, I don't know. So far, not. Mm-hmm. But there mm-hmm. could be. Um, <laughs> also, Peter Parker could be in this, too. That's true. So, I don't know. We'll see. So, it's just called Spider-Man. Yep. Cool. I'm so, so excited. Miles Morales is just Spider-Man. There's already people angry about it, but... <laughs> oh, well... <laughs> they are wrong. They are um, wrong. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. Uh, Marvel announced a bunch of, like... <laughs> they're slowly trickling out with the After Secret sure. Wars stuff. Uh, they announced Iron Man, Invincible Iron Man by Bendis also, <laughs> and David Marquez. I was like, Ooh. what's David Marquez doing? He wasn't. Cool. He's not doing Miles Morales anymore. Yeah. But yeah, he's doing Iron Man, which looks awesome. Uh, and they did reveal that it is Tony Stark. So oh yeah, there was some people were wondering about that. like who's in the armor, right? Um, <coughs> and then they also <laughs> are finally releasing Captain America White. I don't uh, know what this is by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Well, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale did the, like the Hulk gray and Daredevil yellow and Spider Man oh. blue, and then they were going to do Captain America White, and they put out issue zero. It's kind of like a prequel, short, um, very short thing. Six years ago, maybe longer, seven, and then it, <laughs> then one it vanished. Yeah, that was it? I don't know what happened, but now it's coming out. I guess Jeff Loeb was busy doing TV stuff or something. Something. I was definitely confused about this item on the news because it's like I know that Captain America has been black for like nine <laughs> months, but do we this really is about him becoming yeah. white again? <laughs> do we really need a book that's called Captain America White? <laughs> do we oh, they have should to call specify. It, they should call it Captain America Red. <laughs> See how many people on the internet get angry. <laughs> Captain Ukami. Uh, but yeah, I feel like we're past the communist scare now. I don't know that there's a lot of that anger You'd be surprised. left over. You'd be surprised. <laughs> but I'm excited about this because like it's a Cold War joke. <laughs> yep. Those uh, those other ones were really good. Yeah. I don't know if you read any of them, but they were good. Yeah. They're really um, good. Yeah. So that's all the news, all the Marvel news we have for today. <laughs> that's all we got. <laughs> we uh, had to split it up. Now, uh, let's answer some questions, I guess. Sure. All right. First up, we have a question from. Retired Pyramid Head. <laughs> on Tumblr. <laughs> on Tumblr. Uh, says, do you guys feel comics get judged based on their publisher? Midnighter and Omega Men would probably be more celebrated if it had the image label on it. Conversely, Injection would not get such a pass, pass if it had a DC label on it. Thoughts? Hmm. That's a good point. First of all, I think uh, Injection would probably get celebrated anywhere it was just because it's Warren Ellis and Declan Shelby. So yeah. even if it was like a DC or Marvel book. 
No, it's but it might good. not have as much hype as it did as like a hot know. new image book. But I don't know. <laughs> Those two were after Moon Knight. Anything yeah. they did would have been like huge. Yeah. That's true. Um, I feel like, yeah. I mean, I, I see where this is coming from, but um, I think it's maybe the answer to this would have been different a year ago than it is now because. Um, I know I've been getting a little fatigued with some of the image sort of sci-fi, gritty sci-fi stuff that they're putting out. Right. So I'm not getting... A year ago, I was gen- I was excited for like literally anything, any, <laughs> any new image right. number one. And now I'm much, much more cautious. No. So and I, and I get that impression from a lot of people who come into the store. Well, I think, th- I think it did hurt Midnighter and Omega Men because it's like well, DC's weren't... had such a brand for so long. That's true. Yeah. <clears throat> that even Marvel hasn't... Like a Marvel book can have a lot more variety than... A DC book, and so they've had that house style going on for so long, and they're starting to break out now with like Batgirl and right. I don't know Gotham Academy and stuff. So it's getting a little bit better, but definitely like you go into DC, you kind of expect a certain book. I and think some most people aren't going to be looking for that. Yeah, I think most generally, most people, you know, like a book based on if it's good or not. Yeah, but <laughs> so I didn't like either like Midnight or an Omega Man, so I don't know. And some of it, I mean, some of it, the stuff with Midnighter and Omega Men was that they were among the first, if not the first wave of stuff that was right post-convergence. Right. And so people were sort of, one, sort of not feeling DC because of convergence stuff. Right. And there was so much stuff that was being launched. There was so a lot they, of number ones. They yeah. also got lost sort of in that. So it was also just sort of a victim of, of their circumstances as well. Yeah. So I, well, the one it's thing not is as simple as just yeah. Like publisher. also like, but I think it is a factor. It's also, people who read comics, like people who read DC stuff, will be like, "Oh, I don't like the Omega Men, so I'm not going to read this." So they, it, it's it's different with like established characters. It's true. Same thing with Midnighter. Like, I don't like Midnighter, so I'm not going to read this. Right. So. And you're like, but it's a whole new team. Like, I just don't like Midnighter. You're like, yeah. So okay. people people will do that. And so maybe <laughs> yeah. if it was in a different, if it was an image book, maybe. But it's still kind of like a pre-existing character if there were both new books maybe but i don't know yeah, yeah. it's hard to say yeah it's hard to say uh yeah so hopefully that kind of answered the question <laughs> yeah, yeah basically to us to a certain extent yes yeah but that's it's not as simple as that yeah yeah Cool. Uh, let's do some reviews. Yeah. Thank you for the question, retired pyramid head. You can submit questions to us uh, on Tumblr. On Tumblr, like yeah, they did. Nope. Like they did, uh, or on what on Twitter or Facebook, or nope. you can email us, which is I don't know if I've ever done this before. Podcast at bigplanetcomics.com. Yep. Yes, you got it. I always forget it. <laughs> yep. Cool. Bigplanetpodcast.com. Like, uh, <laughs> What's the name that, of the place where I work? That's usually what, that's usually where I say. Bigplanetplanet. <laughs> Uh, uh, it is Big Planet Comics. Please don't send it yeah. to Big Planet Comics. Send it to Big Planet Blang it. That's my. You could. You will not get a response from that's that. That's my Tumblr. <laughs> that's Nick's uh, knockoff Big Planet <laughs> Comics Tumblr. It's a lot more interesting than us. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, all right. So <laughs> that's that. Let's talk about reviews. <laughs> okay. Uh, talk about them or actually do them. I don't know. We love comics. They're swell. Except when they're written by Scott Lovedell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. As I'll say, it's very nice to hear Kevin's voice. Who? Once, at least once, once in a while. Dead to me. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, uh, let's go. Is Kevin dead? No. Let's oh. completely go off track here. This is episode 144. Uh-huh. 150's coming up. I know. Soon. I was thinking about that a minute ago when I was smoking a cigarette outside. <laughs> Isn't that uh, the episode that Kevin does all by himself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Kevin's throwing a big party, everybody. We should definitely do Get something for 150. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that later. Though. Yeah. Um, all right, so. Six weeks from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it six weeks? It is six weeks. Oh, boy. Coming up. Um, so, yeah. 
First up, we got Black Canary number one by Blenden Blendin Fletcher. Blendin Fletcher. <laughs> Everything starts with a BL Bl- today. Blendin uh, Fletcher and Annie Wu. Or Blaney Blue, Blaney. if you want. All right. Um, so I was so excited about this comic because I loved Annie Wu's run on uh, Hawkeye. She did all the stuff with uh, Kate Bishop on the West Coast. Um, and I feel like Black Canary was, was due for kind of her own thing. And this is great. So we pick up with Dinah having joined a band. Um, and she's she's good with like the singing, but she's not good with the performing, partially because she right. almost always ends up starting a fight or engaging in a fight, usually to protect somebody who's like being harassed in the audience. But yeah, at the end of the night, the damage that she caught, like the cost of the damage that she causes outweighs any of the like cut that they would have gotten yeah. for the performance. So so that's where we begin. And she sort of on notice with her band members and then this this separate group attacks and you find out that it's not necessarily her that they're after and it starts on this really cool kind of i liked the spook factor of it yeah of it's the, cool it's cool because it's kind of be kind of like a road trip supernatural story yeah which is that's which is fun that's um fun. the previews for next week look pretty crazy there's a lot of stuff <laughs> there's a ninja there's a some kind of robot man <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I haven't I haven't caught up on Batgirl. I haven't read the last few issues. But I haven't either. Is so Black Canary yeah, what's been going on left that? that book? I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't really. I mean, it it wasn't really like there wasn't any real fanfare to it. She was always sort of on the edges yeah. of that book. Um, cool. Yeah, so there's an had, ad in here for Burnside Tofu on the first <laughs> page. So <laughs> that's awesome. So that's kind of the relation <laughs> related to Batgirl. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like this a lot too. It's pretty fun. The I thought the art was a really good choice for this book. Yeah, yes. it's it's very fun. Um, it's like cartoony, but not like super cartoony. And but it's it's very kinetic, and the colors are awesome. Yeah, colors are great. Lots of uh, purples and oranges and yellows. This is definitely the DC number one that I have enjoyed the most so far, and what's the most excited about. So yeah, I'll say fun. this is probably the best one I've read so far. Um, and I've read all of them, so uh, <laughs> so he knows. So it's the best of the new ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's Black Karen Canary number one. Black Blanary. Black Blanary. Uh, next up, we have the fiction number one by Kurt Pyers and David Rubin. Uh, David Rubin drew the. Uh, did he write also the um, Battling Boy Aurora West? No, that was Paul Pope and who had somebody else. And he, he so he drew, he did, he drew that. Did all the he art. drew that. I did not. His know His art that. is awesome. And he also did the hero from Dark Horse Comics. Yes, we should talk about that at some point. We'll talk about it at some point. It was cool. really cool. Was really- um, so, fiction number one is about, uh, it's hard to explain. Basically, the gist is uh, there's a group of kids who find this magic book that takes them to the land of fiction, where basically everything from fiction exists, uh, like dragons and monsters and uh, Pinocchio. Um, <laughs> Pinocchio. The uh, Loki is in it. Uh, Wonder Woman. Any any fantastic element. Um, uh, the Wicked Witch of the West. Uh, also, the, dad the, the of hero, battling from, boy, the hero from his his comic, the hero is also there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Um, and so, uh, one of their friends disappears while they're inside the fiction, um, and then years later, um, they've drifted apart and they're coming back together now because another friend has disappeared after the book uh, shows up again. But they've also like they're adults now, and they've basically it's more like their their friend disappeared when they were kids. And how do you explain that you went into a magic book? So obviously right. they're right. all like dealing with this childhood trauma where nobody believed what happened, and they've all tried to move on past it. Right. Yeah, one and of the then guys these horrible things come back into their life. Yeah, one of the guys is in complete denial that like any of that stuff ever happened. He just thinks they were playing yeah. make believe. 
Um, and so one of the, the, the girl from the group is, is fully into this, fully convinced. Yeah. So. She's kind of our main character, I yeah. think from this. Uh, yeah. And so they're going back to the land of fiction to find their friends. And, uh, that's basically the gist of it. I say the art is awesome. It is fantastic. So good. Um, it's very colorful when it needs to be and very like kind of muted kind of, and purpley when it's in the real world. But it's got like the dream sequences when they're transitioning to the fiction world and then yeah. like the amazing like mix of characters when they're right. in the fiction world and it all works really good. But it's super fun, super good, and I'm excited to read more of it. Yeah. Yep. Um, that was the fiction number one. Next up we have Martian Manhunter number one, which is the other DC book I liked. Um, surprisingly, actually, I, this is the one, one of the ones I didn't really even care about. I don't really like, I mean, I like Martian Manhunter, but I'm not a huge fan. Um, I am. And I was not excited to read <laughs> Wait, this. Wait, you are? are yeah, you? I'm a no? huge John Jones Did you like fan. this? Uh, I did, yeah. I, I liked it sort of in spite of myself. I feel yeah. like if it hadn't been a character who I already loved, I maybe wouldn't have liked it I don't it know, because I, I don't really like him, and I ended up liking this a lot. I like, there's this weird intro with somebody who appears to be like some version of the Martian Manhunter or so another Martian. A Martian, yeah. A weird alien um, dude. And he's like kind of... Uh, seems to not be able to speak and is wearing underwear on his head. Um, I think it's underwear. I, don't I know. think it's just a white cloth. I don't know why you're seeing underwear. <laughs> it looks like underwear. <laughs> Nick. It's something that looks like underwear it's on his the head. Nick Vision. Okay. He's underwear. Wearing, he's wearing drawers on his head. He's sort of the boogeyman to a bunch of kids. Yeah, but he like they give him uh, cookies, right? Yes. Uh, and he or he gives him biscuits, which he's, I guess are he's Mister Biscuits. Um, Mister Biscuits. Yep. And uh, he he's kind of he seems kind of nice by the time the kids actually meet him. He, like he pulls a coin out of one kid's ear. But anyway, so then we cut to Martian Manhunter, who's you know saving some people, and then he finds out that it's time for him to fulfill his destiny, which is to uh, destroy the Earth, which is why he was sent to Earth in the first place. First place. Um, there's a bunch of attacks and disappearances coming. Uh, happening around the world that may be tied to that. Can we just talk about this page where he saves a crashing plane by turning into a giant dragon? dragon? Yeah, that was, that that was pretty a giant sweet. Martian dragon. Bonkers! <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was so good. He's really cool in this, and his powers are really cool in this. Uh, better than I've seen them portrayed before. We're also introduced to another young girl that's kind of uh, caught up in some of the events. She witnesses what appears to be a white Martian uh, killing somebody. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. She's a thief, so that's kind of. So I like I always like the White Martians also since Grant Morrison's story back in the day, which was great. Um, yeah, the old JLA. Yep. And so yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm, there's a lot of cool mysteries. Um, you meet some detectives, and there's like, like what? Um, there's a crazy twist at the end with Martian Manhunter. <laughs> um, yeah, and I like I like that the fact that like uh, what does the intro mean, and is that yeah. him? Yeah. Is it what's Super happening? Weird. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. I enjoyed it. So this was Martian Manhunter number one. Did we say who did this? Uh, did I? Oh, no, I didn't. Rob, Rob Williams and Eddie Barrows. Yes. Uh, then next up we have Prez number one by Mark Russell and Ben Caldwell, who is awesome. Uh, yeah, so Prez was a four-issue series from the 60s or 70s, one of those weird books that get put out and you have no idea why it got published, but it was amazing. <laughs> Uh, basically, the premise was they lowered the age for uh, eligibility for a president, and as soon as that happened, everyone, all the teenagers voted for another teenager, and you had an 18-year-old president, Yeah, uh, which is amazing. The old series is really good. If you can find it, you can find it really, really cheap. Uh, so this is an updated concept of that, uh, where there's a girl named Beth who works at Lil Doggy, which is a crappy fast food drive through place, and uh, she gets her hair stuck in a grill. The corn uh, dog machine, right? Fryer corn dog thing. 
<clears throat> while she's working, and of course her coworkers uh, video it and put it up on the internet, and where she becomes famous as Corn Dog Girl. And this is slightly in the future, so like tech has kind of escalated to the point where like, social media is even more rampant than ever. This and is like, it's like the taking most over politics. Messed up future. Yeah, vision of this, but it it's sadly quite quite reasonable. Yeah, it's it's, it's very very believable. This is twenty thirty six, so yeah, you've got twenty years, kids. You see her visiting her, <clears throat> her father, who is very ill in the hospital, and there's this digital display that says six starter, like Kickstarter, except for <laughs> yep. sick people to and try to raise money for amount him. interested amount requested four million, funded to date five thousand. <laughs> yeah, it's and pretty then there's, there's like people who go on like crazy game shows where like. If they can finish the game show and then shoot themselves without dying, they win a billion dollars and become <laughs> a billion. It's like everything that's horrible about today pushed to the extreme. Yeah, it's cool. It's very meta. It's about like uh, social media gone out of control, and the the way that you know she's gonna eventually become president is like it seems that all the people that you know watch her videos online are writing her in. Yep, <laughs> yeah. and they've changed it so you can vote on Twitter. So just being an internet celebrity as yeah. Corn Dog Girl where people don't even know her name, she is very likely going to become the next president of the United States of America. It's cool. It's very good. So, I like yeah, this world. Really, it's interesting. Really satirical. The art is great. I had to say this awesome. was a little painful to read because I mean we live in Washington so we're like <laughs> we're already surrounded by politics and it's you know it's all ramping up for the next election. Right. And oh my, I read this after I had just, I don't know, I'd seen so many ads that day and I was just oh, like, really? I can't take this. <laughs> oh man, this is so refreshing. Uh, I loved it. I, I mean, I liked it a lot, but it was like painful yeah, to read. <laughs> it's definitely like way too close to home. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's. But it's oh, great. Um, but yeah, yeah, so if you can handle some really biting social and political satire stuff, this was really, really good. Uh, that was Prez number one. I have to say, I find it interesting. The book that came out recently that was like rejected superheroes prez was in oh yeah yeah in fact there were at least two because squirrel girl was in it too nice at least two rejected superheroes that now have really good (laughs) ongoing series (laughs) that's true uh i should pick one of those and do a new series i'll do the centaur man i forget what his name is please do (laughs) i would love to do that that'd be great um all right that was prez one next up we have robin son of batman number one by patrick Patrick Gleason gleason without uh, Tomasi. Yeah, he was Patrick Gleason was doing the art for the the previous series. He's been trying Batman and Robin forever, I think. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> um, and now he's by himself, and uh, it's actually still good. I was, I uh, you know, I was a little worried. Maybe Patrick Gleason's writing isn't quite as good. It's weirder. Uh, it's, it's definitely, definitely a weirder. weirder. But I like that it kind of continues some of the stuff from Batman and Robin. Um. And this is kind of one of the only books that addresses the fact that Batman isn't there anymore. Uh, at least Bruce Wayne isn't there anymore. Um, and Damien's by himself with uh, Alfred and uh, Titus. No, Titus? Yeah, name? Titus. Um, and the cow and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so this ties into kind of the first arc of Batman and Robin with uh, Nobody and uh, his daughter. Oh, okay. coming back. See, um, I, I guess I hadn't read the first arc of Batman and Robin because yeah. I was like, I don't know who any of these characters are, but I, but honestly, I was okay with it. Like, I was, I was not. interested enough. Oh man, well, it was interesting because the first just get pulled in. That first storyline was Robin kind of still being kind of evilish, <laughs> like, uh, so he he's fighting a supervillain and he just kills him, um, and that's kind of. This I feel girl. like he hasn't come too far past that. <laughs> yeah, but he he doesn't really straight up just murder villains anymore, um, but yeah. Uh, it was a pretty brutal murder, and now 
his daughter's kind of coming for revenge. Ah, okay. Uh, also, Robin has a giant, some kind of mutant man bat. I'm not sure exactly. It's a, a weapon of his mom's. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's kind of his pet. Um, and so, yeah, they're going Elias. on adventures together. Yeah, see, uh, I think that was my problem is like this builds on so much stuff that like Kelly and I are both here like, huh? Oh, like there's like this is a good continuation of Batman and Robin. It is not a good starting point. There's way I think it's much, okay. I think no. you can kind of get into it no, without reading it. Not no? me. There was there's so much weird stuff in this. Yeah. I mean, visually it's amazing and it's kind of like Light if you just so want a crazy over the top what just happened kind of comic right. ride, it's worth picking up, but on its own I think it was it's pretty pretty heavy yeah, to get flashbacks and all was, these characters you don't know who they are and well, yeah there was not a lot of of exposition so yeah, if you really wanted to it. yeah you well, kind of good it, the references like damien dying um uh, and like his clone killing him and his yeah, mom exactly. dying yeah if you don't know what that is you're like right. what is all these flashbacks there's a lot of flashbacks but i liked it a lot and i i liked uh i don't know i, I like the it's more of an adventure book yes. than, yeah. than any of the other batman that. books it's like globe trotting and he's trying to kind of find his mom who appears to be uh, in some really crazy situation. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I liked it. Uh, that was Robin, number one. Son of Batman. S- Robin, son of Batman, number one. I'm just going to call it Robin. Uh, <laughs> but there's so many Robins coming that's out. That's true. Um, speaking of Robins, uh, Runaways, number one. Uh, no, that has nothing to do with Robin. But. Why? Uh, <laughs> what kind of sequel was that? Written by Robin Noel Stevenson. <laughs> oh uh, Noel Stevenson and Sanford Green. Yes, artist Stanford Green. Artist Stanford Green. So this doesn't have, I mean, is it just the one character from the first Runaways that is in this? Just Molly? Uh, Molly, I think, is the only one. I can't remember if there's another one. So it's a whole new uh, Runaways group. And this is, of course, a Secret Wars book. And so you've got your your teens in school. Um, But there's there's all this stuff with Doom, of course. Um, so yeah, you've got, it starts out with this whole group of kids in a detention room and you've got like Jubilee and Pixie and Cloak and Dagger, Cloak and Dagger, who are misnamed. D- don't forget to, really? to mention that yeah, they're, no, look. Th- they're all going to the Victor Von Doom Institute for Gifted Youth. Yes, that's true. Oh, they're backwards. Yeah, yeah they're backwards. Wait, which one? Hmm. Uh, Cloak and Dagger. So I don't know if that's on purpose or if it's, it's a mistake. Tandy is listed as oh, Cloak yeah. and Tyrone is listed as Dagger. Yeah, that could be a misprint. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Amadeus Cho is there. And yeah, so it's uh, it's a pretty brutal school. Like, they're all getting ready to do this. God, what is it? Like some sort of... Some sort of uh It's like survival class. Yeah, it's like a survival class. It's a little it's a little bit hunger games. But yeah, <laughs> Bucky Barnes is there. It's it's nuts. So I like this a lot. I loved all of the like relationships with between the kids and setting up, you know, the different groups and how they deal with each other. Like it it felt very real without being too over the top, like I don't know, high school <laughs> musical. <laughs> um yeah, it's so very yeah, fun. Um, it's a lot of fun. The art is great. I love Sanford Green's art on this. It's yeah, they really haven't kinetic. quite become runaways yet, but I'm assuming they'll run away at some point. Um, <laughs> but so far, <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Yes. Uh, I like the uh, twist at the end. It's yes. Pretty, it's pretty uh, awesome and funny at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was really fun. I don't know. Like this, I don't know. It's felt a little off. I don't, maybe it's just because like runaways has such like 
weight as a name and a title. Yeah, it's very that, different. Uh, yeah, this, from any of the other Runaways books. So it just took me a while to get into it. Like I, I liked a lot of the ideas and concepts, but it didn't really grab me as much as I wanted. There's a lot to. of things introduced in a very short amount of time. Yeah, that might have been it. That they had so much setup to do with so many characters and such a big concept of why they're all together and stuff. But yeah. but it's funny know. and fun and yeah, I you think know. it it flowed very well. Uh, that was Runaways number one. Um, and next up we have Thor's number one by Jason Aaron and Chris Sprouse. Uh, so this is another Secret Wars book. Uh, They're all Secret Wars books. Pretty much for Marvel. Uh, so this, uh, as we said in some of the earlier ones, uh, in the Secret Wars, every Thor from every universe has been put together as kind of a investigative police force slash enforcer group. Uh, so you see a lot of interesting old Thor characters and a bunch of new ones. You're like, oh, that character now has the power of Thor as well. Uh, and so this one, they're investigating a tip, uh, someone getting killed. And this is, how would you describe this? Like, uh, just this a straight like, up cop show. It's very hard boiled. Yeah. We're it's like, a police drama with uh, everybody with a, being Thors. Yeah. So it's like, and it's, I'm trying to think of like a good cop show that to compare this to. Like, I don't know, like NYPD Blue. Yeah. Like that sort of thing where it's like very hard <laughs> Or homicide. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're like, you know, dealing with the tough chief and they've got a really tough case to they're crack. Not, they're not cracking jokes. Like, this no. is this is a pretty serious thing. Yeah, so, like, the tough chief is, uh, what, Odin? Yep. Or is it Odin or is it Old Thor? I think it's Old Thor from the Yeah, the I think it is. Timelines. Yeah, it's Old Thor. Yeah. Because uh, he's got the metal arm. Um, oh. And I like that the forensics expert is uh, Throg, the frog Thor. Yes. Which is awesome. <laughs> uh, and he's got a little lab coat on, and that was awesome. Um but yeah, you've got the Storm Thor is yep. is in that book. But the main two characters are uh, Ultimate Thor, and his, who's like kind of like the best cop on the force. Yep. And his partner Beta Ray Bill, who's yeah. also There's awesome, a space on the alien force. who got the power of Thor. Yep. Uh, yeah, and so they're partnering up, and they're sent on a case that is really, really tough, and they're given a short amount of time to solve it. Like all good hard boiled things, there are some crazy twists. Uh, yeah. The uh, I, I mean, the first twist that was not yeah. giving anything away is that this. This woman is getting murdered in, uh, in the different domains, and it's the same woman in every domain, and they're trying to figure out who this woman is. Yeah. I'm not going to uh, tell you who it is. Yeah. It's kind of obvious, but it's interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. another twist that there's, you don't see coming. There's like three twists in this. But thing. yeah, it's great. And the art is, is super awesome by Chris Sprouse. He's it's, always been great. It fits the tone of this book very well. Yeah. Yeah. So this is such a weird concept, but it works so well. It's so good. Yeah. It's very good. This was uh this might have been my favorite Secret Wars books. It was one of yeah. them. Um it was definitely up there. Um yeah, yeah that was Super awesome. Wars number one, which we all loved. And now to another book we all loved. Hey, that transition worked. Uh it's a <laughs> Apocalyptic Girl. Uh it's a trade by Andrew Mc- McLean? Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, a little hundred something page book, one story. It's pretty awesome. It yeah, this is great. It's it's the uh subtitle is an aria for the end times, and it's about this woman who is named Aria. <laughs> yes, named Aria, who is from a different planet and she is on the planet Earth after some sort of apocalyptic event. Yeah, there's some warring factions yeah. that destroyed most of the Earth and it's being regrown and <laughs> stuff like that. And so she is there searching for and she's been there for a long time and she's searching for this one uh the photon, right? Yeah, it's, it's a like uh unlimited energy source. Yes. That that's what they're fighting over and they killed each other. Yeah, but she's also sort of there to sort of analyze what's left of the earth right. and for her employers to see whether there's anything worth saving. So 
on the ground, it's this woman who's sort of like living in an old abandoned subway train car with her cat and going around searching every day and fixing up robots. And it's really charming. And the art is great. And the colors are great. And uh, the card is so good. The art is so, so good. Um, yeah, it's it's really fun. I, I like the uh, the action was very well done. It was super kinetic. Um, but it's also who s- such an inventive world. Like, yeah, you kind of dropped right into it, but it doesn't stop. Like, she's got such a good personality. All the fighting factions are so well designed. The technology, uh, the cat. She's always running around trying to save. I love the cat is awesome. I love yeah. her relationship with the cat because yeah. it's not because it's it's definitely a cat. Like yes. this is not this is different from someone who's got you know a dog with them all right. the time. Like this this cat at, bolts at the first sign of trouble and yeah. she doesn't know if she's ever going to see it again. Yeah, it randomly like <laughs> randomly breaks things just by crawling around. Yeah, and it's poking stuff. Very feline. But like all the even like some of the characters in the opposing factions don't really have dialogue because they're always speaking in a different alien language. Right. Like even those characters are well built out. Yeah, like, yeah, and they're curious. They're well designed. And they're all very different looking. Yeah. Um, there's the the gray beards or blue beards, the gray beards and the blue skins. Is that something like yeah. that? Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's very fun. And, and then there's some crazy twists and stuff at the end. Like yep. I, I was, a lot of crazy I was honestly twists. surprised where this went. Like it, yeah. it, it, it explains it very slowly in a natural fashion. Yeah. And the action is so so yeah. good. I love the character designs. I love how she is so subtly alien. Like when you start reading yeah. the book, it's like okay, I can see this being a stylistic choice, right. and then you're like, oh no, she you're is like, not no, human. Yeah. She's definitely not. But yeah, uh, that was Apocalyptic Girl. Highest recommendation. So awesome. Yeah, we really liked it. Everybody, this is definitely something we'll be discussing on the best, best of the year. year. Yeah, everybody yeah. go out and buy this. Um, and that's it for this episode. Wow. There you go. We did we it. We did that pretty pretty well, I think. I don't know. I think we were great. There's a couple of <laughs> blip blop blurps uh, thrown in there. Uh, uh yeah, I'm gonna st- on this. <laughs> try not to call it Bleak Planet Blomix or whatever I was calling it. <laughs> we, we should go home. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. All right, everybody, have a good night. We'll see you next see you time. Later. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>